This is the Alabama Law Enforcement Alliance for Peer Support podcast. Our goal in this podcast is to provide you with information, whether you are a law enforcement officer or first responder, to help you deal with your everyday stressors. like to welcome you today to episode three. Today's topic is the challenges of retirement. And I have with me today, Dr. Tim Falk. Once again, Tim, thanks for being here. Dr. Falk is the clinical director of Al Leaps and then Captain David J. And David, we're going to start with you today talking through this issue of the challenges of retirement. Can you speak to that for us? Sure. When I was getting ready to retire, uh, I went to a state meeting state of Alabama put on, and there was a guy talking. He says, you need to be prepared, especially you in public safety, because you've dealt with stress for so many years on such a high level. And in one of the statements he said, he said, you're going to go from hero to zero in a day. Of course, I was like, yeah, whatever. Well, my time came, and I turned my retirement papers in, and when I retired, I was a captain, and I had been most of my career in the uh, investigations division. Then I was patrol, and if you've ever had a hundred plus patrolmen with guns and fast cars, you tend to have a stressful job. And so when I left, first day was was pretty good. You know, the phone wasn't ringing every five minutes. Um, I could sleep for the first night ever. I think in probably twenty years that the phone didn't ring overnight, and I actually slept for eight hours. But in the next day, it, it just got odd. And I had known through my career that, especially toward the end, that the stresses were playing its toll. And, but I would find ways to self-medicate or whatever to make yourself feel better because I knew the next morning when I got there, the adrenaline was going back up because of calls or whatever. And so several days went along and I, I already knew that I wasn't going to handle retirement well even my wife kind of knew that and uh, it finally got to the point where I was reaching out to other fellow officers that I had retired prior to me and had long conversations about how are you dealing with this and a few of them was like we'll find you an outlet well I had a few outlets but my outlets wasn't working and I cried with some. We told stories. Well, then it became, it was nightmares. It became where I couldn't sleep, afraid to sleep. It just kept building and building and building till I really thought I was crazy. I mean, I was going crazy. And I had to reach out to somebody. And again, I, I had reached out to fellow law enforcement officers, but they were going through the same thing I was going through, maybe at a different level. And it, it was tough because I really had nowhere to turn as a retired officer because, you know, when you leave, you're in the ranks or whatever, you're part of that family. When you leave, you're really not. I mean, we know that you're always a law enforcement officer, but you're still not a part of that. I mean, life goes on, and uh, it it makes it tough when you're sitting there by yourself and trying to figure out, how am I going to get myself out of this hole? So... I was able to reach out, and I've been friends with Tim for years, and actually went and talked to him, and he pretty much told me, he says, this is never going away. All the traumatic things that you dealt with is never going away. What we need to do is put it in a file cabinet. 
I looked at him like he was crazy, but he said, we wanted this file cabinet. You have your personal, your professional, and your private filing cabinet. Let's take all of this stuff that's flying around through your brain and let's file it where it needs to be in that professional category. And I really, I mean, I said this a few minutes ago, I thought he was crazy, but when you go home and you start thinking about it, it made sense. And you look at 30-plus years of law enforcement, all of this stress just kept building and building and building and building and building until it had to explode. And there's an awful lot of guys that are have retired who are sitting at home right now and popping a top or having a Jack Daniels and Coke instead of reaching out trying to cope with this, whether it is they see a police car running lights and sirens that brings back a memory or they have a smell that brings back a memory. So there's a lot of retired guys that need somewhere to turn. And so they know that I'm not going crazy. You're just like the rest of us old retired cops. Thank you for that. I appreciate it, David. Tim, could you speak to this from your perspective? Yeah, I, I think when I I came up with the, the file cabinet years ago, and I always say this, and I told David this when we were talking, <clears throat> you know, when you look at those three drawers, um, if all the drawers are shut, the file cabinet's okay. What I have found out is in our professional drawer, which is our second drawer, if you're not careful, that drawer gets to the point it gets full. And it'll get the point it can't close. And what happens then is that file cabinet will tip over. And I think when you look in law enforcement or emergency responding, um, nobody ever sees the drawer being tipped. We always see when it falls over and say, I didn't see anything. And so one of the reasons why I brought that file cabinet up is we need to make sure we get it filed in the right drawer because that's what cumulative stress does. It keeps stacking up. You know, I, I tell folks, you know, I ran my first call February of 1973. There's calls I ran in 19, the 70s and 80s that I can get out in certain parts of this town that I didn't run calls in in a certain site or smell that, like David talked about. I'm right back there to that call. But I've understood two things. Number one is that's a normal and natural reaction and that I'm not going crazy. And those are the most important things, especially when you're looking at retirement, because – the thing with retirement, you know, I, I kid David all the time. You know, one day he was Captain Jay, the next time he was, da the next day he was David. Okay, and that plays a toll on us when we when we look at all that cumulative stress that's going on out there. Mm. Interesting. It's helpful for me to see that process. Could you talk through that again? Because I think it it resonated with me. Could you just go through those three? Files. Sure. I think our top drawer is our personal drawer. Okay. Things that happen to us personally. Um, it can be good things. It can be bad things. We talked about stress the other podcast. It can be great things that happen. Memories. Okay. Uh, and that's our that's our personal drawer. And our our second drawer is our professional drawer. Okay. All the calls we ran, we got put in that drawer. And then our private drawer. And I was saying the private drawer. You're not getting in my private drawer. I'm not getting your private drawer. But what I have found in the professional and the and the personal drawer is this. As much as I want to file everything professionally, some of those calls touch me personally. And I ended up get I ended up getting them misfiled. Okay. Or I refuse to file it at all because it's still an open case or whatever. It still touched me as a person, as a human being. As much as David J, when he was the Captain J, wanted to be a robot, 
I used to tell him, David, there's still something about you. You're still a human being. And when you look at those file cabinets in our brain, okay, that's the way our file cabinet is. The stuff that should go in personal goes in personal, should be professional. Even looking at in our regular life, okay, our prof- whatever our profession is should be filed in the, in the professional drawer. The only problem is we're human beings and our emotions get touched. And we ended up filing it in the wrong drawer. And what happens is I look for ways to try to deal with it. Rather than putting in the right drawer, I'll self-medicate. I'll overindulge in whatever type of activity to keep from dealing with it when I know I need to deal with it. Wow, that's really helpful. David, I want to turn back to you for a minute. And before I do that, I want to make sure that I let our listeners know that if, if you're an officer listening today, that we have several different ways that you can contact and stay up with what's going on with Al Leaps. First is the website, the alleaps.org. There's lots of resources available there and ways that you can contact if you need support and help. And also the Al Leaps podcast at gmail.com where you can actually request for us to talk about a certain topic and we will do our best to cover that. So those are really important parts of, of why we're here. We want to make sure that the officers know that there is help. And we want to also talk through, and so David, I want to turn back to you. You mentioned your wife in this process. This is going to get a little personal. But as Wendy was processing this with you, what would you say to the officers out there where their wives are beginning to talk to them, they're noticing the problems that probably have been there all along, but there's a busy schedule, busy, busy lives. What could you say to maybe some of the spouses right now that they know there's a problem, they want to help, but they don't know what to do? Well, continue to try to talk with your, your spouse. Uh, my wife stayed on me until, of course, I would say I plummeted, and then I'd had no choice. She was the only one left standing for me to talk to. And But if officers are needing assistance, even on the peer support side, we have information that we can give to the spouse. So if a spouse is wanting information on you know, what, the, what their husband or wife is going through, they can go to our website, outleaps.org. And on that site, we have different handouts that we give to our peer support training, during our peer support training. One of them is diffusing handout. And uh, it will go through the different type of stresses or signs of stress, whether it's physical, cognitive, emotional, behavioral. So if they can look through that and say, yes, my, my husband is experiencing this, 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 this. But also on the bottom of that sheet, there's some information for families and friends. So you can go to, again, alleaps.org, look for the diffusing handout, print it out, and that'll be some useful information. Thank you, Dave. That's very helpful. Tim, could you speak to the family side of that? I'm going to speak to the family, and then I'll speak to to the retired officer as well. I think one of the biggest things for families to understand is this. um, Your loved one has experienced some major traumatic events that have changed them. You know, I I talked to too many officers, too many spouses that said that the person that I married is not the same person. And, and so I would challenge you to, to really get involved in the life of your spouse. You know, our goal here in Al Leaps in, in the coming months, years, hopefully, is to have a spouse network as well. Uh, one of the goals in the next few months is to have a spouse come in and address some of the issues we're talking about from a very personal point of view. And so it's important to include that. And when you're, before you hit that retirement, um, begin preparing to be a father and a husband or a wife and a mother so that when you do hit the, hit the clock that last time, 
you can connect with your children. You connect with your spouse. Uh, don't spend all the time on the job and forget your family. The number one thing in law enforcement is to be the husband and the partner and the spouse that you're supposed to be. Protecting is important, the community, but protecting your family is of utmost importance as well. And with that, I'd like to, if I could, just share three things that I see, I kind of call them the keys to retirement. Number one is it's okay to miss the people, but not the job. Um, The memories that I have from the 70s and 80s of guys that I worked with are priceless, okay? I don't miss the job. I miss the people, and it's okay for that because one of the things that happens then, if I miss the job to the point that I neglect my family for all the stuff that we did together, I've just missed the most important thing, which is connecting with my family. The second thing is this, is recognize the privilege of being a warrior. You know, um, most guys I talk to say, I can't believe I really got paid to do what I did. Uh, you've got some awesome memories, and you're a warrior. If you made that retirement and you hit that clock the last time, you graduated as a warrior, okay? And uh, that's okay. That's great. Uh, you actually got paid to protect and serve your community. And the last thing I would share is this, is don't forget you're a sheepdog and a warrior. You know, when you went from that warrior, you assumed a sheepdog role as well, Okay. Remember, you're still a warrior, okay? It's okay to make sure your family's protected. Make sure you're protected. In the jobs that we do, some of the people we come in contact when the years years gone by, they still remember who we were. We're not a sheepdog. We're a warrior, okay? And so don't lose sight of the fact you are, you are a, war, a sheepdog today, but you're also, most importantly, you're continuing to be a warrior. Wow, very good. Appreciate all of this. And, guys, um, I think this is going to be really helpful for those officers who are listening and family members. So once again, I just want to let them know that they can go to alleaps.org for more information or for contact if they want to reach someone for peer support. And again, if you would like to hear a topic uh, from this podcast, go to alleapspodcast at gmail.com. Next month uh, for our, our September podcast we have colonel ward who's head of the alabama state troopers will be here to talk with us about the importance of peer support not only from an agency's perspective but also from a personal perspective and then our goal in the following month is to have a spouse in uh, to really deal with from the spousal perspective so some exciting times uh, ahead for us Um, thank you for facilitating this and all you guys out there listening thank you for listening my name is keith frith i'm the host so glad you joined us today